what is the point right what is the meaning of life it's something that could keep me awake at night if i let it are we here for a reason or are we just a evolutionary fluke that has um stuck around <laughs> too long long enough to destroy the world and move on hello listener my name is v the voice of pod and i am the host of podcaster podcaster is a show where i ask podcast creators a number of random questions then they give spontaneous open and honest answers about life and the podcast they have created. Hello, podcaster. Hello, V. Please introduce yourself and your podcast to our listeners. My name is Tom Davis, and I'm the host of The Proper Mental Podcast, um, with the aim of normalising open and honest conversations about mental health, by having open and honest conversations about mental health and mental well-being and mental illness and everything in and around that space. Thank you for joining us, Tom. How are you today? I'm really good, thank you, V. Yeah, really good. Thank you for asking me on. Are you ready? I am, mate. Let's do it. Great. Let's begin. Why did you decide to start your podcast? Um... I suppose, really, uh, it's a mental health podcast, and I struggled with my mental health for quite a long time, and I didn't tell anyone about it. And I didn't tell anyone because I thought, because of the stigma around mental health, I I thought that I would be judged. I thought that people would think that I was weird, that I wasn't capable of looking after my kids or doing my job, but that my wife would leave me, and all this stuff that simply wasn't true. And it was hearing someone talk very openly about their own mental health and something they went through. It's uh, made me realize that I wasn't alone because I felt very lonely in that time. I thought it was only me. I thought I was going mad. Um, I thought I was going proper mental, hence the name. Um, and yeah, hearing this person speak openly and honestly made me kind of think, oh man, you know, maybe I'm not alone. Maybe I can get through this and come out the other side. And I started really like listening and hearing other people talk like that. And that inspired me to start talking a little bit. And then I started getting the help that I needed to get to get well and so I suppose I want to hold that space for other people I want other people to hear that um and yeah and when I did start talking it was really really powerful um it was a bit like I always say it's a bit like Eminem in 8 Mile where at the end where he tells the people all the things that they're going to say about him and then they've got nothing left to say and it really allowed me to own my own story and start to work out why I think the way I do and why I feel the way I do and really sort of crack on with my recovery and I, oh yeah, that's kind of where it came from, really, just wanting to add my voice to the conversation. Um, and, you know, maybe someone will hear it, maybe someone will relate to it, um, maybe they'll get something from it. What do you hope people will learn from listening to your podcast? Um, I suppose, I mean, it sounds quite quite a cheesy answer, really, but predominantly, I hope people will will learn to have hope, you know, that you can be okay, that you can get through these things, that... Um, life might seem awful now, but it doesn't have to be awful forever. I hope people can learn about all the amazing services and support systems that are out there because a lot of people don't. And there is more people out there that care and more people out there that want to help than you'd have any idea of. Um, and I speak to people on the podcast all the time from all these different support services and stuff. And it's incredible what people are doing. And 
you know, yeah, that gives people hope to keep carrying on to reach out and, and get the help they need. Um, and if you haven't experienced mental illness, but maybe you've been affected by it, you know, maybe you know someone who's struggled or someone you love has struggled, then, you know, you can learn more about it and you can learn to be compassionate. When was the last time you had fun? The last time I had fun? On Sunday, we went to a christening and um, there was a big bouncy castle there and not many kids. And uh, yeah, I was on the bouncy castle with my kids jumping around and playing daft games and um, acting like a massive child. And it was sunny and there was loads of um, buffet food, like sausage rolls and all stuff that I wouldn't, don't normally get to eat. And I had a whale of a time and it was fantastic and a lot of fun. Yeah. What is your unpopular opinion? Unpopular opinion. Um, crikey, this is... Uh, this is tricky. Do you know what I don't like is um, I don't like roast dinners. I think they're massively overrated. I don't, I don't see why it's a thing. And as we're going to the trouble to cook a really, to cook like a nice meal and then smother it with gravy, I don't understand that either. So yeah, roast dinners are um, uh, overrated and they're not, it takes a lot of effort and it's not worth all the washing up and all the prep and all the faff. So yeah, come at me. Modern or retro? Retro man, all the way. Yeah, retro classics, retro music, retro computer games, retro tracksuits, retro haircuts, retro all day long. Yeah, man. What has been one of the most interesting things you've learned in one of your episodes? Um, uh, to make it all about me, something I've learned about myself is that I... I spoke to um, Kate Cross, who plays cricket for England. She was about episode 11 or 12. It was back a bit. And she's very open about mental health and things that she's been through. And we were having a conversation about how anxiety manifests in her. And depression and anxiety go hand in hand. And I always used to say that, oh, yeah, I get depressed, but anxiety has not been a problem for me. But that's because I had a completely wrong idea of kind of a stereotypical idea of what anxiety is and how it affects people. And when Kate was talking about how it affects her, she might have been describing me. And I had this light bulb moment and I went and did some research and I talked about it in my therapy sessions and I kind of went down a bit of a rabbit hole. And um, so much became clear, so much behavioral stuff that goes back for decades that has affected what's happened to me in recent years all kind of became clear. Um, so that was huge. And, you know, I'm not a particular cricket fan. I've certainly never played cricket for England like Kate has. And um, yeah, it just that relatability came up and that shared human experience. And that really made a huge difference to the state that my head is in now. It helped me to understand. So, yeah, that is that's something interesting that I learned about myself. How upset would you be if you found out someone didn't like you? Oh, depends who it was. Um, I'd like to make out that I'm super bulletproof and I don't care, but I probably would. I think we all do, really. You all want to be quite, quite liked. I suppose it depends who it was and it depends what they didn't like me for. So if they didn't like me for something that I really believe in, then I'd be all right with that because not everyone can like you, right? But if they didn't like me for something and that made me think about it and I thought, oh, do you know what? Like, yeah. You've been a bit of a dick there, mate. Then that might, then I probably would be a bit upset. But on the whole, I don't know. I think I'd be all right with it. Yeah, it depends who it who it was. 
as long as it's not, you know, my wife and my kids, I'll probably be, I'll probably get through. I'll probably be all right. If you could move to another country, where would you go? I, I, I'm supposed to say somewhere like really cool and glamorous here, but I'd move to Wales. <laughs> um, I love Wales. I'm Welsh originally, and I didn't live there much as a kid growing up. And I just love it. It is God's country and it's beautiful. And there's so much there. And um, yeah, I'd move to Wales, West Wales on the coast. Happy days. No worries at all. You can stick Australia. I'm not interested. Are you an early bird or always late? Early birds, mum. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, get up, crack on. I didn't used to be, but then when you have kids, you get used to getting up early. But you should get up early, man. Like when the sun comes up, that's what's telling us to get up. Um, times and alarm clocks, that's all a societal concept that we've got the Industrial Revolution to thank. So yeah, man, up with the sun, get on, crack the day. And you should be early for stuff, right? It's respectful. Um you know, if you've if you've made an appointment, you should you should be there five minutes early, no matter no matter what it is. I think I think that's just nice manners. What person from history would you love to have as a guest on your show? Person from history. Oh man, that's a really tough question. Um, I suppose how. How far, how far I could go back in history. I don't know a lot about history. I don't know. I can't think of any, any people. I suppose I could go for one of those um, eccentric people at the start of the whole psychological movement, like get Freud on or someone, someone like that, and um, could get inside, get inside people's heads with help from Freud himself. Um, that might be a bit controversial, but. Um, Crikey Moses. That's all I can think of off the top of my head. Let's go Freud. Let's get him in. And um, yeah, let's see what he could do with with his olden methods in this modern life and how it affects our, our mental health. What is your favourite song? Favourite song? This would probably change from day to day. Um, maybe something by Pearl Jam. Probably. They're my favourite band. I'd probably go for maybe Alive by Pearl Jam, possibly, or Future Days by Pearl Jam. That was my wife walked down the aisle to Future Days by Pearl Jam. That's quite a special song to me. Um, or something by Oasis, maybe like Live Forever or something uh, something like that from my, my teen years. You can't go wrong with Live Forever by Oasis. What is the best part of getting older? best part of getting older is um i quite like getting older i wouldn't go back to like my teens or my 20s for all the love and money in the world i've no interest in going through all that again um i, I suppose as you get older you understand yourself a bit better you understand what makes you tick you can start to build a life i work very hard to design my own life and not do things i don't want to do um and i'm much better at setting boundaries and I feel like as I've got older, I've become much more focused on the stuff that's really important in life, like, you know, just kind of being content and enjoying the small things and slowing down to just kind of enjoy what's right in front of me. Um, yeah, and it's pretty cool to kind of make your mistakes and then learn from them 
and now you get to enjoy the lessons. Not to say I don't still make mistakes, of course I do. But that's a pretty cool thing about getting older, understanding yourself and finding more peace within yourself and your place in the world. Do you tend to avoid problems? No, no, face them head on. I used to. I used to avoid a lot of problems in my life um, and distract myself from them with all the stereotypical... You can tell I've done a lot of therapy, can't you? And distract myself from them with all the stereotypical um, modern-day pursuits like uh, watching football and getting drunk and all these things, which are completely fine if that's what you want to do, but I was using them as distraction things to avoid my problems. And now... When something comes up, I like to avoid it head on, whether that's in myself or in the world around me. I'm always quite quick to say, come on, let's have this out. I don't have a problem holding that space at all. So no, don't avoid them, tackle them head on. No messing. What is the one question that you wish you knew the answer to? One question I thought I knew the answer to. I suppose, what is the point, right? What is the meaning of life? It's something that could keep me awake at night if I let it, are we here for a reason or are we just a evolutionary fluke that has um, stuck around <laughs> too long, long enough to destroy the world and move on? Um, so yeah, what is the point? Are we here for a reason? Are we, is there a point? Have I got a job or some role to serve in humanity that I've yet to discover? Or yeah, am I just a bunch of cells and ideas trickling through as a complete fluke through life. City or countryside? Countryside, man. Yeah, I'm a I'm a country boy. I'm much happier in green spaces. I like the city. Um so if I went to like, I don't know, London or something for a weekend, on the first day I'd be like, oh this isn't this exciting. Look at all these people. Oh an underground train. And then on the next day I'd just be like, get me home. I can't handle this. It's too much pressure. And I'm much happier big open spaces, top of a mountain, fresh air, ideally a little bit cold and a little bit rainy and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, give me the countryside any day of the week. Do we control our own destiny? Uh, to some extent, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, you can certainly start the ripple in the pond. I mentioned before designing my own life and I think that kind of, it might not affect the end goal but you can certainly do small things every day that take you towards your destiny i suppose it depends on what you think destiny is but um yeah i'm a firm believer if i want to achieve something then i'll just i'll just go and achieve it and that might take a while but it's all the small steps that lead up to that achievement um so yeah to some extent you can't control stuff that might randomly just happen to you of course but on the whole you can certainly have control of your life and I suppose whatever your life goes on to do is your destiny. What three episodes of your podcast would you recommend to new subscribers? Um, the episode that I've had the most lovely feedback about, the most messages and emails and all of that stuff was a bonus episode I put out a few months ago with my wife. So um, on the podcast I did a previous episode where I talked about my experiences when my mental health declined to the point where I had a, a breakdown, I suppose. And um, I discussed that. And then I sat down with my wife, Kim, and we went through that episode, but from her perspective and how it affected her and how it affected the kids and stuff like that. And that seemed to really resonate with people. And I think there's so many people out there 
that are affected by someone else's mental health struggles and don't know what to do and don't know how to feel and all those like crazy emotions that come with that that really really affected to people and we got a lot of feedback and i was very very proud of that episode um it's very open it's very honest we're both very very vulnerable we set a microphone up at our kitchen table in our pajamas with the kids asleep upstairs we had a cup of tea and we just talked we just got into it and people really resonated with that so i would go and check that one out i would check out episode 29 with an author called uh, Paul Felrad and Paul um, lives with complex post-traumatic stress disorder as a result of quite severe childhood trauma and um, firstly I was really really I felt honored that Paul trusted me with his story that he trusted me enough to come on the podcast and talk about it and we just had to navigate it so carefully because um, his story is is heartbreakingly sad and it's intense and it's um and it's big and it's unusual and there's all these just themes running through it and if we'd have got that wrong i think it would have been a horrible experience for him it would have been a horrible experience for me and it would have been horrible to listen to um i always stress that my podcast is not a sad stories podcast it's not i don't collect tales of grief or trauma i only want to be relatable and connect with people and so, yeah, chatting to Paul, we just had to be so careful how we navigated the stuff that's happened to him. And between us, we did a fantastic job. And I was really proud of that episode. And I kind of felt it's a really good representation of what I'm trying to do here. And you don't have to be scared of the big topics. Um, you just have to treat them with the respect that they deserve. Um, and I would also go for episode 34 with uh, the musician Frank Turner. And um, partly because um, Frank's a really big name and that was quite a special one for me to get him on because I'm a big fan of his music. Um, but also I really like what it's all about because like Frank's massive and he didn't have to come on my little podcast, but he did because he really cares about mental health. And when we live in an era where sometimes on Mental Health Awareness Day, the hashtag is used to collect followers and likes or to sell you some aggressive male coaching plan, um, I think it just proves how genuine Frank was. We had a great chat. Um, he brings some really interesting insights to the table. And I really love that I can have someone on who's as like famous around the world as Frank Turner. And in the next episode, I might be sitting at the kitchen table just chatting to my wife. And it just goes to show that we're all human. Um, I've had Olympic medalists on. I've had BAFTA winners on. I've had people off the telly. I've also had my auntie who's a nurse. And the one thing that goes through all these conversations is just that we're all human. And I think maybe those three episodes would probably uh, sum up what I'm trying to do and the message I'm trying to get across. What's the best way to start a conversation about dealing with mental health issues? Um, the, the first thing that I always say is while it's important to talk and that the message about talking about mental health is an important one, um, talking about this stuff isn't easy at all. And that gets missed in the conversation. Everyone's like, oh, talk, reach out, you know, um, but that's so hard to do. And when you're going through something, it feels like the, the biggest mountain to climb. Um, so that needs to be taken into respect. Um, and it can be very challenging because you don't always know who to talk to. You know, what if you open up to the wrong person? What do you say? What words do you use? It's incredibly diff difficult conversation. Um, 
I would say if you're struggling and listen, I'm not an expert. I'm not a therapist. I do not offer advice on my podcast, even though what I'm about to say might be, you know, go down as advice. But if you don't feel like there's someone in your life close to you that you can reach out to, um, you know, you can go the GP route. If you don't think you can find the words, write it down, take it with you and just hand it over. Um, you know, reach out to, uh, there's so many things out there. There's an amazing charity called My Black Dog and they're an online message thing. So you can just like type to, uh, all their volunteers have experience of mental health and you can just contact them and do it all through text over the internet. So that can be a really good way of making that, that connection. Um, but yeah, so if you need to, um, if you need to speak, just, just try, I suppose, and try and speak up before it gets too bad. We're always told, you know, we see the picture of the black and white photo with the guy with his head in his hand saying, talk about mental health. Well, you don't have to wait until the wheels come off. You can have a, a really mildly bad day and just put your hand up and say, I'm struggling today and I need a little bit of help. Um, and you'd be amazed at the sort of feedback you get. You don't need to be afraid of it. But I'm very conscious when I say that because not everyone is in a situation where they feel that they can and we need to talk about how hard it is to speak. Start small, be kind to yourself. Um, and to flip that on its head, mental health is precious. And don't do that whole thing of saying my DMs are always open if they're not, you know. Don't say I'm always there for you if you can't be always there, if you're not trained to be there, because we can't. This is serious stuff. And, um, you know, we throw that around far too easily. And we need to we need to be more compassionate. And we need to take take care. Um but there's a lot of services out there and there will be someone, there will be someone that you can start that process with. So whether it's a text, whether it's just saying, I need help. Um, yeah, if you can, please, you know, please speak out in some way. That would be, yeah, that's all I can say about starting that conversation. That's all the questions completed. How did you find the experience? Oh, that was really cool. Thank you, V. Yeah, it went dead quick. So, um, no, thank you very much for uh, for having me. Yeah, that was great. Thank you again, Tom, for being a guest on Podcaster. It was nice to meet you. It's very nice to meet you too, V. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Podcaster. If you haven't already, please subscribe, rate and review. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at PodcasterPod. This podcast was brought to you by the Chancer Collective. Take care, and until next time, goodbye.